Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. It's time to take control of your life. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. Alrighty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals. And yes, we are in the thick of it. Season six, moving right along. Long time listener, go ahead. <laughs> Just bump yourself up about a minute and a half, two minutes from now. You know the drill. New listener, first of all, welcome. And thank you for joining us slash me. The quickest way for you to get up to speed and understand how it is you're going to intentionally build the good supportive habits that are aligned with your goals, there are a few resources, free resources at your disposal. The quickest thing you could do if you're interested is you can text the word HABITS, H-A-B-I-T-S to 33444, and you get a free tracking sheet sent to you immediately, and then there's a uh, follow-up tutorial video and that sort of thing. You can also Google PAR. And the habit factor. That's P-A-R-R and the habit factor. With that, you will get all sorts of blog posts and resources that will quickly get you up to speed. Finally, if you go into the iTunes store, if you search the habit factor, there is a free app there. Same should be the case over in the Google Play store. Just search the habit factor and you get a free app that walks you through the process. We follow the habit factor methodology, PAR, plan, act, record and reassess. You reassess after four weeks of tracking. There is a very specific and simple method to do this. All right, now let's get into this episode. Everybody's up to speed. Let's get after it. See ya. Here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me slash us. We all made <laughs> We've made it. Another Monday is upon us. And today's MBM is a big one. They're all fairly large. Somebody, somebody was like, what's the intent of these? And I, I know you know the answer, but I'm going to share it anyways. These are things, these are ideas, these are mind bullets you are supposed to dwell upon for a while, meditate upon, and then act upon when and where appropriate. So today is no different. The negativity bias. Negativity bias. I think most of you know what this is. If you do not, definitely <laughs> stand by. But before we go there, I must hit you with my GTR. And this one is a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, builds, <laughs> builds off a prior GTR. A few weeks ago, I was mentioning the Habit Factor t-shirts. Hashtag the Habit Factor. They're in the, the Habit Factor store. It's shop. I believe it's shop.thehabitfactor.com. Just go to the Habit Factor and click on store or shop. So these are really sweet shirts. They are available for women and men. Um, and kind of a side note, I'm assuming Bill came to the store via this show. 
but just a shout out to Bill. Thanks for the email. And, uh, he, he loaded, <laughs> loaded up on a couple of the ladies shirts. And now, yes, the, the men's shirts are in the store as well. There's also a hit me with your GTR. Not ironically, coincidentally, because we're pimping, if you will, the shirts and, uh, I'm hitting you with my GTR right now. So there you go. Shop.thehabitfactor.com, the Habit Factor t-shirt. There's also one for habit strength. These are both, in my mind anyways, epic concepts. And I think when you wear the shirt, it's a great, it's a great reminder to keep on tracking. All right. So today's, today's episode, the negativity bias. If you're not familiar with it, it's basically this psychological concept. It's, it's been studied within psychology. That's what I mean by psychological concept. It's been studied at great lengths that we retain and are motivated, influenced by, and we tune into negativity. I know some of you are like, we've heard this before, um, far more than we do into positivity. And the first thing I'm thinking is when, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the Glenn, the recent, we've interviewed Glenn Fox a couple times, um, a month or so ago. It was this idea of focusing on gratitude and the value of gratitude. So, but let's just back this up. The negativity bias, where do we see this? The first thing I reflected on, other than basically my childhood growing up, uh, wonderful parents, but perhaps it was the negativity bias, but, but it, it seemed that my reality was I was hearing more negatives and positives. And that's something you grow up with and then you carry with you. So actually the first thing I was thinking was when I was a young manager managing people and it was stunning to me because I'd never heard of the negativity bias. And this was early nineties and learning how to critique people in a positive fashion, not only how to, but when to, and, and by when, I mean relative to frequency. So, for instance, the negativity bias, the studies would say, we, we will retain or amplify, it takes... Let me put it another way. It takes like eight to 10 positive compliments to offset one negative type critique. And of course, I would tell you that we, we don't ever really want to offer a negative critique unless it's in a positive fashion. And by the way, just as an aside, I love the idea of the sandwich method. Some people think this is BS, but but it's really powerful. You want to acknowledge and be positive on the front end and then share kind of the meat of the statement. 
and then finish with something positive. But, but I'm going back to my early management days and I would just find that these employees would just key on the negative and I'd be like, it's incredible to me because you don't remember when I say good job here, good job here. This was outstanding, excellent. And anyways, it was, I, I think most managers probably experience this and that's, that's part of the process of learning. But negativity bias influences everything. And the question is why? Why, before I even get into the everything, why is it here? What is it doing? And the answer, the, the best theories seem to be that it's far more, if you go back a few thousand years, it was far more important to pay attention to things that might be threatening. Threatening to our livelihood. Or literally threatening to our existence. So, so it's a survival mechanism. You're going to pay far more attention to, uh, the snake than the, the inviting grass. Right? The grass is great. The blue sky is awesome. But which one strikes, uh, a real emotion that you're going <laughs> to take action? You got the snake. Now that's a very general example, but this is, so, so we believe we do this. The theories are this is relative to our survival. So we've been hardwired from the get go to focus on the negatives. The problem is we're, we're not living thousands of years ago, A, and B, I know some very, I want to say successful air quotes, people who are miserable. Just miserable because they aren't aware of this or they don't know that they just, so, so a guy who's got the, the mansion and he likes to golf three or four times a week and half the time he's coming home from golf miserable because he's, <laughs> He's focusing on his crappy golf game, right? Or something bad happens at work. In other words, the bad is amplified 10 or 100 fold and the millions of good things, the fact that he's even coming back to a healthy family, a nice house, driving in a nice car, whatever it is, he's, he's constantly miserable because because it's like this employee is doing this or this is happening and, and this didn't happen. And why is this person saying this? And he's just hypersensitive to negativity in his life. So that's purely from this negativity bias. And it reminds me, I think it's Thoreau. We've used this a couple times. Great to keep in mind. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. It's not what you hear that matters, right? It's what you're focused upon. So what are you focused upon? The other interesting place, 
this negativity bias comes in uh, to use actually in our lives is, and it's semi-fascinating, we can use this for motivation because it's so powerful. All emotions aren't created equal. We have the ability to channel, right? If, if our behavior is directed largely by chasing pleasure or avoiding pain, and we know avoiding pain is the greater of the two motivators, then we can fuel this emotion and our, and we've talked a lot about emotion, and our behavior by, in a very positive, calculated way, focusing on or channeling the negative. So, this isn't to confuse you, but the, po- the point is you can take a negativity bias and use it positively. My example is the, the, the uh, bucket list exercise or the rocking chair exercise that we've talked about. Using regret, pretending you're dead, that's very painful, realizing there was so much left undone. Channeling that positive in a positive fashion. And the the final idea here is, <laughs> and I want you, uh, I believe it was an NPR episode, I can't remember what it's called, they talked about the negativity bias, um, but what was super fascinating is they talked about this idea of quality relationships. And because this bias exists, it was an interesting ratio which they introduced. They called it the, the, it was the F to F ratio for, for good healthy relationships. And I'm not sure how we can get around saying this. So, so there's, the, <laughs> it was five to one. So there's fighting is the one and the fornication, if you will, was the other five to one. They said relationships would be happy or happier or healthy with at least a five to one ratio. And I just told you earlier that my experience is when you have employees, you're looking for at least a six to eight, maybe even a 10 to one compliment to critique. I would, I, I'm thinking it's about an eight to one. It, it's very good to keep in mind as a manager because, or a business owner, because because it helps you develop the habit of complimenting people over and over and over and always looking for the good. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. So whether it's five to one, eight to one, just realize, and, and for your own mental health, that this is something that's ingrained, you you want to check yourself for how how hardwired you are 
for negativity bias. See where that can be changed for your own happiness level. We've we've done a lot on happiness here. I have the ha- happiness free webinar, which goes into great detail, 40 minutes plus, on the keys to happiness. So I'm not going to regurgitate those here. But certainly one of them is 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 having this right view, this perspective, and somewhere in there filtering out as best you can the negativity bias. It's going to help your happiness. It can help your relationships. You can be a better manager, help you achieve goals. This is really important stuff. Which is, which is why it is your MBM for today. Uh, I'm thinking, all right, do not forget about your habit factor, hashtag habit factor shirts. Keep on tracking. Get after it. Great job. Have a terrific week. Thank you very much. Thanks again for sharing and subscribing and all that good stuff. See ya. Hey, really quick. I just want to remind you if you want to grab your habits and goals tracking template, the template that started it all. You can get that really quickly. Just text me at 33444 and simply text the word habits. That is habits, H-A-B-I-T-S to 33444 and you will get the tracking template immediately. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thanks for dropping a quick review. It'll take you less than 30 seconds if you're getting value. And with that, I will see you on the next Mind Bullet Monday. I'm out.